Welcome to Conversations with Ken, a podcast where we discuss relevant topics in investing. I'm Ken Crawford, Senior Portfolio Manager with Argent Capital Management. With me today is Kirk McDonald. Kirk, welcome. Hi, Ken. Thanks for having me. Tell everyone who is listening what you do at Argent. So at Argent Capital, I am the Portfolio Manager for our mid-cap investment strategy. So it's investing in companies that are middle size. So tip, think market caps of the range of $2 billion to $20 billion typically when we buy into it, as opposed to the Apples and Amazons of the world that now have trillion dollar valuations. Right, where I live. And last podcast, we had Peter Roy, Peter Roy, small cap manager. I think when people think of small caps, they think of perhaps more volatility, but more growth. And when they think of large caps, they think of perhaps less growth, but more stability. So where does mid-cap fall in in terms of investor appeal, and, and why should I put money in your strategy? Oh, thanks for the question, Ken. So mid-cap's like so many things that get stuck in the middle. Right. Um, or like, say, the middle of nowhere, for example. They get forgotten about and overlooked, but they end up being the sweet spot of the market because of that. So compared to large-cap stocks, these companies have much more room to grow. Um, and compared to small cap stocks, they have a management team that's thrown the ability to grow it from sort of a smaller company up to a medium-sized company, and they've developed the products and services that people want, and now they're bigger and more established, so they have access to capital, or more capital than small cap companies do, so they can reinvest that capital to grow faster than their large cap counterparts, and for many more years, typically, than the large cap counterparts. So at the end of the day, they end up being the best performing U.S. domestic equity asset class. They beat the Russell 1000 uh, large cap stocks. Large cap, right. The Russell 2000 small cap stocks as well. So the Russell mid cap, which is those medium sized companies, ends up being the best performing um, asset class and a good place to look for investments. Huh, well, maybe after this I'll I'll reach into my pocket. So performance, last year a little bit tough for the market. How did you do in 22? So 2022 is like a tale of two halves, but really the first quarter versus the last three quarters of the year. So the first quarter of 2022, the Argent Midcap strategy had a tough quarter. We underperformed the stock market by a considerable amount. Um, and that was because some of our long-term holdings that had done very, very well in 2020 and 2021 actually took it on the chin. Uh, based on fears that when the Federal Reserve started raising interest rates, it would absolutely crush the economy, and some of those stocks in particular, many of which are home-building exposed Mm. stocks. Um, But our strategy is to really buy what we call an enduring business and own it forever if we possibly can. So we actually held on to all those businesses because at the end of the day, they were enduring businesses. It was a company that had the ability to grow cash flows, had a management team that was a good um, allocator of capital of those cash flows, and um, they had uh, some sort of a moat around the business or a, a competitive, competitive advantage, advantage right? compared to other players in the marketplace. So we held on to all those stocks. So the first quarter was tough, but the last three quarters we outperformed the Russell Midcap benchmark and have continued to do it through the first almost three quarters of 2023 as well with the same stocks, actually. So, st- so you held on to those stocks a little bit tough and then they're doing well. So. How is doing well in 2023 for you? For now, it's very, very good. And it's mostly the same companies that we held 
you know, that had when we had that tough quarter in 2022, they've all come back and then some and continued higher because they, the enduring businesses have proven their ability to make money in low interest rate environments and high interest rate environments. So it wasn't a function of turning and burning the portfolio when you had a, a difficult beginning in 2022? No, absolutely not. We find it's very, very hard to find an enduring business. And it's even harder to find an enduring business that's priced reasonably so it's a good investment. So when we find those, we hold on to them um, and we don't uh, try to churn. That sounds like a, a fairly sensible investment approach, something that large cap tries to follow as well. Are there any companies in the portfolio that, that come to mind in particular when you think about better and enduring businesses? Yeah, so there's one that we were able to buy in early 2022 that really, really um, took it on the chin um, based on uh, fears that the higher interest rates would crush its mm -hmm. business. That was Fair Isaac Company, the inventors of the FICO credit score. Um, some people don't like them because maybe they think their credit score isn't uh, quite as high as it should be. Uh, but I happen to love their business. As the inventor of the credit score, they have 90% market share in all consumer credit scores. Uh, but about 10% of their business at their peak of the real estate market was tied to credit scores for mortgages. Hmm. Uh, and there was a fear in the investment community that higher interest rates would crush the residential real right. estate market and, um, and crush Fair Isaac's business. But at the end of the day, when at the peak, it was only 10% of the business. At the time I was investing in it in February of 2022, it was six, down to 6% of the business. But the company was, they had an organic growth rate of anywhere between eight to 15% quarter on quarter. So even if 6% went to zero, they would still be able to grow. Right. But certainly the residential real estate transactions were not going to go to zero. So it was a good opportunity for us to buy down a very beaten or to buy a very beaten down stock and hold on to it. And from an enduring business perspective, it definitely has those three characteristics we were looking for. So growing cash flows, uh, they've grown their free cash flow 24% a year hmm. for the last five years uh, through the end of June. Uh, the management team is a very good allocator of capital in that they reinvest into parts of the business uh, where it can grow. So they create new credit scores. They yep. have 23 credit scores altogether. Uh, they also have created a software business that utilizes all of this data, so decades and decades of consumer data, and they built a decision-making software that they licensed to people, uh, which has been a good investment, and it grew their annualized recurring revenues 60% year-on-year in the recent quarter. Um, and when it comes to that competitive moat that we talked about, 90% yep. market share is fantastic. It's mm. very hard for anybody to break into it. Um, and also, uh, going back to the mortgages, it's required that any mortgage that Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac buys, the two government right. um, mortgage agencies, it has to have a FICO credit score attached to it. So you don't get a better moat than a Guar government mandate. Guaranteed market share. <laughs> exactly. So we think Fair Isaac Company is a good example of an enduring business. Well, that sounds great. Well, uh, I appreciate the update on MidCap, uh, and I appreciate your time, Kirk. Well, thanks, Ken. I really appreciate being on the podcast. I hope you have me back. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> for all of you, thank you for listening and tune in again next month. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Conversations with Ken. For now, stay safe, stay well, and thank you for investing your time with us. This podcast represents opinions 
from Portfolio Managers of Argent Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor, and reflect the Portfolio Manager's judgment on the date of this podcast and are subject to change. The podcast is meant for informational purposes only, is not intended to serve as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is also not a research report and is not intended to serve as a basis for any investment decision. All investments involve risk, and the past performance of a security or financial product does not guarantee future results or returns. Investors should consider their investment objectives and risk carefully before investing.